I have a little bit of paperwork. If you need Wi-Fi, the um, it'll come up. Get the hell out of my house. Welcome back to the Q Files as we continue our investigation of the haunted Hinsdale House. With the haunting amplified, the Dandy family, living in fear and at a loss for what to do, called on Father Alphonsus, a priest from St. Bonaventure University, to bless the house. Father Alphonsus performed a blessing, consulted with noted psychic Alex Tanuis, and worked with the family to uncover the notorious history of the home, all in an effort to resolve whatever was happening. However, the Hinsdale house was not responsive to these efforts, and the Dandy family left a short while later, adding to the lore and intrigue of the house. It is important to note that Father Alphonsus was a highly respected paranormal researcher and exorcist, writing and working on a plethora of curious cases and consulting with folks like Ed and Lorraine Warren. It is also important to say that Father Alphonsus and the more official records at St. Bonaventure University have a slightly different account of what happened and what may be going on at the Hinsdale House. What is for certain is that something happened at this house, and Father Alphonsus largely agreed. The outside of the Hinsdale House could be described as desolate and disturbed, and the inside does not fare much better. Dated and quaint, its layout is at the same time familiar and unusual. You can enter from the front of the home, coming through a small covered patio, or from the back of the home. Sturdy doors with padlocks secure the property from would-be intruders, or perhaps to protect the world from whatever it is that resides there. Regardless, either entrance will lead you to the kitchen. Dingily lit, and half arranged with relics and wares for sale to commemorate your trip. The kitchen is the center of the Hinsdale house. It is impossible to move without crossing through it. Off the kitchen, one can head into the living room, head upstairs or head downstairs. Inside, our first adventure begins with our host. Film this, we left the GoPro on in the SUV last night, I'm going to see if we caught anything. So you hear this click, a couple seconds later, click, a couple seconds later, click. So he's trying to figure out what it was. And so he's like opening and closing everything. And he even took a, a bottle of water. And you know how these cheap bottles when they're mm. empty or they crackle like that? That wasn't it. So um, finally he goes, I give up. I, I, I can't determine what that sound was. And he goes, okay, we're going to go look at some more footage. And he opens his console and puts something in or takes something out and shuts it. Oh my God, there it was. Something was sitting in his locked SUV, opening and closing his console. So he's like, oh, maybe we caught something. So lots of time went by and nothing, 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 nothing. And so finally, the motion light came on and the Slender Man shadow walks by. And then right after that, this short little creature walks by. Mm. So I think they caught the shadow of it on film, but it was pretty cool after just talking about it. Um, I don't go in the basement. That's one night the dandies were sitting eating dinner and they heard a really 
unusually loud noise coming from the basement. So they went down to see their chimney was in a million pieces all over the basement. Mm -hmm. A couple months ago, Chelsea was here and she's with Dan's group and a chair was thrown across the basement. But the basement is super creepy. Um, Mary's room is supposedly the portal and the house sat vacant for 40 years and the um, the wall was just nothing but bees. Did I say this already or did uh -huh. I tell Bob? Okay. Um, they were alive and well and the, a beekeeper came and, and moved them and fortunately he was able to save them all. Mm -hmm. But it was just really weird. That's why our, our girl Terry makes our dolls she made bee dolls for us. <laughs> so, any questions? While the phenomena she described is curiously out of place on the property, it did inspire some further reflection on what may be going on at Hinsdale. Could residents and visitors to the unique property be causing the haunting? On our own and without much of a plan, we decide to tour the home. Any spikes up here? So just so you know, there is a click from the camera there. Oh, okay. Like if you were in here and here clicking. Oh, they put a camera there? Uh -huh. That's theirs though, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. These, this is the weirdest stairwell. I know. Like this is why everyone died when they were 35. They just woke up, yeah. fell down the stairs. There's um, Freddy's closet. So who's getting themselves locked in here? And it's Frederick. Freddy. Freddy. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> Three, four. I uh, know, on my chest I feel, I can feel like there's stuff, but this isn't reading anything. Come stand in here. How's it feel? Like I want to puke. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's nothing, no readings. Nothing. So whose room was this? Mary's. If you look above the door. Oh, they named They them. named the room. So like Laura's is over there. Like this was legitimately someone's bedroom. That is a room with a bed and a foot and a half until the stairs. Yeah. How? I mean, if you think How? about it though, really, people didn't spend time in their rooms. Like, you know, I mean, you literally I mean, just, went yeah, to your bedroom sleeping. to sleep. Yeah. yeah, I get it, but like, it just seems so, and I mean, I guess all, like doing all this was super labor-intensive, right? Like, creating your shelter. Mm-hmm. Watch the step there, right here. Yeah. So I wonder if there was something more here before, or like, why that, like, why is that like that? Unless, you know what I mean? Did it used to maybe come straight through? Because hmm. it, it looks, it's like, kind of like resembles a step, but also like, why would you do that? Right. Oh my god, that's a big bedroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's huge. So whose room is this? Um, can you flash out this way? Laura? This is Laura's room. That's not Hi, Laura. What? Oh, that's that's it. Yeah. 
Don't die walking down the steps. Yeah, maybe you put that upstairs towards Mary's, like, room. towards Mary's room or something. Eventually. Like, or Friedrich's closet. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm going to put the room pot in Mary's room and mm -hmm. I'll put the camera facing that okay. for now. And then we'll try another spot, like the living room facing the kitchen. I was told that's another and they also said the stairwell too that that's is where they get the apparitions they said putting a camera just yes. on the stairwell and i can do that too I watching you know, yeah because that's where they get the legs and the arms and oh yeah, yeah. The, the apparitions they said um are really like this is the place the stairwell maybe when we go outside we should put this camera on the stairwell from there the team split up momentarily Michelle, Susan, and Clay set up some additional equipment, cameras, and detection devices, while Brian and I journeyed to the basement armed with our jittery senses, a flashlight, and a recorder. To get to the basement, you must start in the kitchen. From there, you walk through the door to the bathroom, through the length of the narrow, dimly lit bathroom to yet another door. Initially, we assumed this to be a closet, but upon opening it, we were met with a set of steep stairs that led into absolute darkness. If you go into the bathroom, it's that door that is across from the toilet. Oh. Also, don't die on those stairs. Did you, uh, did you go down? Uh, kind of opened the door. I didn't go down. No. We can go down. It's creepy as hell. Yeah. Are you going down? Or does it not really? Yeah, you can really. They said this is the, the stairwell because it gets all the operations. So it's part of the device. This house is why we invented building hmm. codes. It's not a big basement at all. No. It's kind of strange that they don't have... I mean, maybe this was just enough for the family that would have lived here. Like, a, basically a cellar, right? Mm-hmm. Like a root cellar. Well, and then what's... I mean, this is just a, a crawl space. So, is that the chair that got thrown? Or is it like, I guess there's another chair. There's two chairs. Hmm. I mean, I don't feel anything weird. I don't either, actually. I mean, it's just a... A dirt floor basement yes. with water seeping through it. Yeah. And some stone walls. There's a doll. I mean, all these these locations always have their haunted dolls and shit. When someone gets the next Annabelle, let me know. Yeah. It's like halfway between stairs and a ladder. Brian's upstairs, right? I think he's in the basement. He's in the basement. Oh, did you not hear the footsteps then? No. They were not mine. They were coming from up, not... No. And it's not the same, same sound it's making right now. Unless he was knocking or something and it sounded no, like it was coming from he, up. Yeah, he might have been. I, I'm pretty sure he's in the basement. 
It really sounded like someone was walking upstairs. Brian's outside, by the way. Oh, he's outside? <laughs> oh. In the midst of this investigation, Brian, Clay, and myself found ourselves alone at the fire. Michelle and Susan had ventured away to investigate. It was during this time that Clay mentioned how scary it would be for someone to show up at the house. We laughed in the moment, discussing how secluded we are, how there is no reason for anyone to venture down the long and winding road to get to this house. It's the only thing out here. I shared the story of why I carry a huge maglite flashlight, a tale from an intruder during an investigation at Waverly Hills. And that's when it happened. Standing at the fire, in the distance we could see the sky illuminate. It's humorous in hindsight, but I swear, in that moment, watching the light grow and inch down the road toward us, time slowed. I wonder who that is. Did someone see the lights on and call the sheriff? Why would anyone be out here? With an angry, frustrated sigh, I barge into the house, meeting Michelle and Susan wrapping up their investigation. They ask what I'm doing, and I say someone is coming. I amateurly swap my recorder for my silver aluminum rod of a flashlight, bursting through the front door just as the truckload of rapscallions pulled into the end of the drive. Dressed in black and illuminated by the solitary porch light, I muster my best angry man voice and shout, Can I help you? I assume in the moment, I appeared as the demon of Hinsdale House to these interlopers, as I was met with confused silence, before a slurred barrage of brave words exploded from their truck. A quick reply of, get out of here before I call the sheriff, an empty threat in the moment. They left and parked just at the bend in the road, continuing their drunken verbal barrage with engine revs added for effect. The dispatcher thought I was joking, and as I repeated, I don't know the address, I'm at the haunted Hinsdale house, I understood their distrust. The sheriff did arrive after a while. We were about 20 minutes from town. I met him at the end of the drive. We chat and I gave him a tour. He shared stories of youthful dares to visit the house, how he's never been brave enough to venture close. I rejoined the team, laughing and explaining. We then make s'mores before heading back in. Crisis somewhat averted, but we're unnerved by the ability of our fearful words to manifest a reality at the Hinsdale House. Upstairs, we spend a significant amount of time desperately trying to make any kind of contact. Upstairs in the bedrooms at Hinsdale House. Upstairs. Okay. My hands are full. I'm back with Periscope. Someone bring the camera up here. Where's the Periscope? Right here. On the step. Okay, fine. I don't know what that's up here. It said pray. Better pray. <laughs> it does pray. <laughs> I wonder how many people have had sex on that bed. Don't want to think about it. <laughs> I mean, so if you stay here, like, is that literally where you could sleep? 
Probably. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. <laughs> or any of these beds, I guess. You can sleep in Mary's room if you want. This one, I mean, I still wouldn't want to, but it looks cleaner than that one. It does. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be bringing my own sheets. Yeah. I just, I don't... It would be fun to sleep overnight here. Like, to tell, say you did it. Mm-hmm. But in a practical sense, I would never want to sleep in this house. If what? I said in a practical sense, I would never want to sleep in this house. Yeah. Not like for spooky factor, but just... So is this the room? What? That's, uh, this yeah. is Laura's. This, this one is, is Mary's. Mary's. So what are we doing with these cameras? This is Mary? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I want me to use this camera, and then when we leave, I'm gonna put this on, oh, and then kind of. Okay. So where do we want to set this camera up? Like in the bringing you a to play room, room, and you know, for us to do a session. Yeah, we can sit in here actually, and I'll just kind of yeah. hold the camera here. Do we have um, dousing? For us to pray. Do we have dowsing rods? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Upstairs, Ben's still house. So if there's anyone wanting to communicate with the dowsing rods, show me your answer for yes by moving the dowsing rods. The one on the left moved quite a bit. Okay, well. Um, so yeah, it's probably a sign that somebody wants to talk, so you ask him to move them back to, okay. you know, straight out front to the neutral position. Okay, can you move the rods back out front to neutral? I put a little more separation between the, like hold them a little, uh, yeah. Like further apart like this? No, just a little uh, um, uneven, like one higher than the other. Oh, okay. So they don't bang together or have friction. Got it. So one more time, can you show me what you would like to do for the answer yes? It's basically the left one moved again. But it's still in an X. Yeah. So is X yes or no? That was for yes. Okay, so I've been moving back out okay. parallel. Okay, move the rods back to neutral. moving. Yeah, slowly. I think that's my pulse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you put the rods back in front, neutral? Parallel to each other, not crossing. Did you guys turn off the light downstairs? Yeah. Oh. Alright. Perhaps you might want to communicate this way. We can listen to you here. Is it Friedrich? Fred. Fred? Freddie. Is Frederick up here? Friedrich up here? There it is. 
Well, that was still just like crazy with that. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I'm getting some stuff that's moving on my oh, K2 yeah, over there. Oh, yeah, there is. K2 is going off now. I saw a couple little books over here in Brian. Mm -hmm. So there's some energy up here. Did you establish yes or no yet? Yes. Oh, for me? Yeah. Yep. This is yes. Very nice. Yes. Yep. So there is somebody that wants to speak to us. My hand feels really warm. Yeah. If you make that stop, we can ask you some questions. It's awfully quiet tonight. Mm -hmm. Gotta give us some. Gotta give us a little show. It is. Is this place really haunted? Can well, you do so, do something? Anything? So far, we have the best evidence we have. We captured in the first, uh, you know, thirty minutes we were here. Do a little something for us. We've come a long way. If you can't talk, can you make a sound or make a bang or move, <coughs> move something? Have a deer run in the kitchen. <laughs> Knock my flashlight off the, the table. I was just looking at that. That's the first thing I thought of when he said move something. Creepy. Yeah, that's weird. You're boring, Frederick. I don't know. We get that one little blip off that K2 and that was it. We heard all, <coughs> all these great stories about you and, and now you're just not doing anything? Do you want the girls to be with you by yourself? Are you afraid of us butch men? <laughs> Or were you secretly interested in men? Yeah, that's a theory we have. Yeah, knowing you were so mean to women. And you always wanted to hurt women. It's a sign that maybe you have some anger. Uh, that you couldn't maybe live your true self. From there, we separate. Michelle and Susan head back out to the lake, while Brian, Clay, and myself venture downstairs to attempt an experiment. In a moment of potential synchronicity, Brian and I were talking at dinner when he jokingly mentioned using poppers during an investigation. As a quick aside for the unaware, Poppers are a legal recreational inhalant uh, prominent in the gay community for their brief euphoria-inducing effects and other benefits. Um, but Brian mentioned this, and immediately I perked up and explained that I had been using them during some rituals and that due to the results, I was curious of the research on this, um, of which there is limited, with a notable exception of Crowley using it. Uh, but to be fair, he did try most things. We resolved to use the Ouija board while using poppers to hopefully relax us and ease our minds into a different headspace, potentially more capable of engaging with otherworldly beings. So we're doing the, um, well, me, Brian, and Clay are doing the Ouija board in the living room. And I've never used a Ouija board. You never have? I've never, yeah. I've never used one. I have. Okay. So. I mean, I get the basic gist of it, but... <laughs> 
Do I need to be on that side too? No. Okay. Also, to be extra clear, we're doing the Ouija board after doing poppers for something that I can explain later. <laughs> there. That's it going off. So that means someone went in or came out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it caught a shadow, but I don't think it can get... Hi. You want to come communicate with us? You want some poppers? <laughs> you want some poppers? Did you see the light go on and off? No. Yes. Do you want some poppers? That's not candy. This is seriously one of the queerest things I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) What's that mean? Do it. Okay, do it. Okay. So what we're going to do is put our hands on the planchette very lightly. We we both touch it? I mean, we all touch Both hands? Yep. Okay. Are we supposed to use both? You, I mean, oh, don't. You can, but you don't have to. Oh fuck! And if you kind of let go, like you'll feel someone like tipping, like there. So, okay. I'm shaking. Me too. Okay. Is anybody present? Well, that light just came on mm-hmm. really bright. So, okay. Should I turn this one off? Or no? I guess we need to see. Okay. Is anyone here? Yes. <laughs> Someone is behind us. Are you a good spirit? That's relative. Hello. Hi. Do you want to talk to us? So what we're getting is a lot of interaction with flashlights and the, it's called a pyramid. Um, So it seems like something else could be on the, in the room, but maybe behind us a little. Nothing has come over to the table. Shall we move over there on the floor? It's starting to move. I feel it. I think it's more of a, a comfort. Right? Like, oh, okay. Just, just checking probably. you out. Oh my god, is he going toward the S? No, yes. The y. A... Well, there's a Y over here. Yes. Oh, true. There's also the yes, no up at the very top. Right here is the word yes. Right here is the word no. Is anyone here? Lights flickering. Mm-hmm. If you are here, you can come over to us. We have other things that light up. You could spell or things could spell. on this board. Are you trying to show us the X? And the flashlight just went off again. Pyramid. Can you go around to the other side? Walk to the other side of that box. Should we ask for someone specifically? 
You can come closer and use our energy to move this. Whatever this is called. The planchette. The what? Planchette. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk to us through the Ouija board? Turn the light real bright. Okay, so they don't want to talk through the Ouija board. Do you want to talk to us through the flashlight? That's just what I'm doing. <laughs> Can you come over to the table? Maybe <clears throat> touch that? Or move the planchette on your own? Can you make a sound for us? Like a, a knock or a bang? Okay, Frederick, is that you? So when Brian asked that question, the flashlight turned on. Frederick, turn the flashlight off. And the flashlight went off. Okay, Frederick, we got another tool here. You can come communicate with us that I'm holding. You can use our energy to move these rods to answer questions. So you can show me what you would want the answer yes to be. You can use our energy and move the rods and show us yes. Frederick, please show us yes. If you want to use the flashlight, that's fine. Can you come over here and move the rods in a direction to indicate yes? This is a new experience, right? Because I'm like a little buzzed off these poppers. Yeah, yeah. But I can also like, you know how the poppers make you like feel your heartbeat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like... Feeling it in your palm? Like, yeah, in your, it's like... In your grip? <laughs> it's weird. But it's not like... When the rods moved left and right, it was it was fluid enough that I didn't think it was like just you. my heart right, beating it. Can you point them away from me? Point them towards Clay. The girls are coming back. You want to talk to the girls? Make the device on the floor turn red if you want us to leave. If you're still over there. Throw something at us if you want us to leave. Because I'm starting to not believe in you. I'm just getting cold chills. Yeah? Like, I'm chilled chill to the bone. Like arms, legs, mm. my spine. Are you trying to bother Clay? Clay? 
Michelle and Susan rejoin us after about 30 minutes, and we decide to move on to using the Estes method in the living room to make contact. The living room is small and dated. Couches line the walls with a table in the center. Off to one side, there is another small room. Probably once used as a sitting room, it is now host to a family of creepy dolls. We position Clay in a chair, handing him an SB7 spirit box, covering his eyes and attaching noise-canceling headphones to his ears. The Estes method is a fantastic tool that has recently received a lot of attention. To the receiver, here Clay, they go into a trance-like state. The white noise from the spirit box filling their ears and mind, allowing them to connect to other beings. The rest of the group is free to speak their questions into the ether. When the method works, the receiver is capable of responding intelligently and in real time to the questions asked. Questions they have no way of hearing when asked. They turn into a human ghost box, a channel to something else. So, almost go into a trance. Yeah, right? that's why I was thinking about moving over here for being comfortable, but it wasn't comfortable, so. Okay. Yeah, just you just want to like. Almost like meditate. It, it's, yeah, cause, and it's, it's because you're all you're hearing is this white noise that, and that repetition of the, the scanning. Just only do it if it's like clear. Yeah, but there's, I call it like a spirit voice. Yeah. And it sounds different than the radio, and it's really hard to describe, but. Okay. Yep. I feel like you'll know it when you hear it because okay. you'll be like, that's weird. Yep. Okay. Estes Method in the living room at Hinsdale with Clay. How many of us are in this room? How many spirits are in this room? Is this house haunted? Is this land haunted? If you can come over to Clay, you can speak through him, and we can have a, a conversation in real time. Can you tell us your name? I'm shocked, like, Clay hasn't gotten a single word. Well, it's been quiet all night. That's mm -hmm. that. He's been out for 16 minutes if we want to, like, yeah. wake him up. Wake him up. Might tap him shoulder. <laughs> All right. Anything? They didn't get anything. Yeah. You didn't hear anything? No, just this radio noise and white noise. Disappointed, we try again with Brian to, unfortunately, very similar results. Having captured what we can, it is now nearing 4 a.m., and we head out to our hotel room to debrief and have a glass of wine. Join us in part three as we debrief what happened at the Hinsdale house and what we think is actually going on there. To stay updated, subscribe to The Q Files wherever you listen. If you want to support our project, leave us a review. You can follow along between episodes and get a glimpse of what is to come by liking us on Facebook and Instagram and following on Twitter. This show was created and produced by me, Shane McClellan, and Lori Gum. Until next time, be weird, stay curious, these are the Q-Files.